tuning in to the online broadcast network. After Buzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome to the AfterBuzz Blacklist After Show. Uh, songless, we're coming in. It's okay. We, songless. Well, we have a lot to say. Like a, we can't. Like a, we can't waste the time. It's like our own cold open. We're just coming in hot. <laughs> it's our cold open coming cold in hot. Cold open coming in hot. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by the lovely Julia Carley. Hi, everybody. Not always missed you last week, guys. Missed you, yeah, we missed you last. We're alternating here. I guess with Joe, <laughs> Flippo, and Nando minding the store last week, and then this week it's me and Julia. It's like we're on a little date. We like us better. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Uh, oh, we have Stephen Lemieux, too, on the ones and twos here helping us out. Uh, we call him Wheezy, but that's not separate. Story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, Blacklist, um, we're, we're happy to be back. Uh, we have the longevity. We missed, now we missed the whole Tom Keen thing. Which just hurts my soul. I know. That's what I've been waiting for. People, people want to know what you. Season plus 16 well, episodes. Pe- people want, you, want to know what you think about Tom Keen and shirtless working out. So why don't you get that take out of the way? Um, it was well worth the wait, okay. ladies and gentlemen. And <laughs> he did some color sit-ups. me pleased. He did some push-ups. He sure did, just for uh, me. Shirtless. Shirtless. Is there any other way when you're yeah. Tom Keen? I think I've, I've, I've said this before. I've gone. I'm, I'm a full 180 on Tom Keen. He's like my favorite guy. He's the best. He went. I went. He went from being this new tough guy, Tom Keen, with the muscles. Mm-hmm. You know. I, 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 muscles, he's tough. I, I didn't see any muscles. I know. I like I like this guy. No, he, he's tough. And the, the beginning of that last episode, um, him, you know. Now he's kind of like a hybrid of season one Tom Keen and now season two Tom Keen, where he's a little badass, a little bit of a lover boy. Right. It's a hybrid. It's lover perfect boy. in every way. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, agree. Uh, I like Tom Keen. So, so that happened last week. Uh, the judge. I mean, we're kind of recapping. We, we weren't here, but the, we weren't here. You guys were there. The judge was the judge, and, and he was just sort of an overzealous judge who kind of got smacked down. Sure did. Um, by our man Tom Conley, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, so, we, so that's that, and so everyone's free and off. But but Keen is blown. Tom His cover Keen is blown. Is blown oh, to pieces. Yes. So he's in the wind. Thanks on to the run, in the wind. On the run, in the wind. So, which brings us to the Longevity Initiative, uh, where he um, is, is, is on the run, but he's calling. Like He keeps calling Lizzie. Like, when, when did this start, by the way? I, I, remember, I remember it's been a couple episodes, but like, it just is weird because it feels like she accepts his call. Like she, she wants sure to does. hear from him, but she's always like, Don't But then call she me always again. ends it with, Goodbye, Tom. Yeah, Tom. Tom, so, where are you? <laughs> Goodbye, Tom. But it's kind of a so sweet time. thing. So yeah, uh, I would do the same thing, Lizzie. It's okay. I would, it's, it's, it's I would take his calls. But uh, it's good that it's good that Tom is. Uh, just, Tom clearly loves Lizzie. I was wrong about that, man. I think I think um, I wonder if that was a choice early on. I wonder I wonder if that was something that they sort of developed as Tom Keen's character got popular. And I want to figure out to sort of bring him back into the fold and sort of making him like into a more sympathetic character after he's done all this stuff and really be in love with Lizzie because we can't resist love. We can't resist love. No matter what he's done, he it's loves makes her. makes the world go round. Right. Um, but, you know, they got pretty, he got pretty deep in his undercover with her. They were going to start a family. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know if that was part of the original job description. Well, have Red, babies with her. Well, Red mentioned that how good, how he's so good that he actually believes. Yes. That, that what he's doing, but I think in that instance, I mean, he fell in love with Lizzie. And I who, think so. Who wouldn't fall in love with Lizzie Keene? So the uh, the well, <laughs> Julia, moving <laughs> on. Uh, so anyway, so this was the longevity initiative, which is weird because this is the second time that we've had a non a non person person be a blacklister. Yes, I remember we had the the, the Monarch Trust Bank. Bank. And then was there another one? There was. I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was the uh, the firm. Ooh. I don't remember. There was no. This is probably the third. This is the third time we've had a non. At least the third time. Yes. Um, number ninety-seven. Kind of lower down. Tom Keen, number seven. By the way, number seven. That's confirmed. a good solid uh, number. Good, good solid number. Top I'm happy 10. with that number. He's a top ten blacklister. Um. So yeah. So we ha- what we have. Is um okay. Well, first of all, what did you what what your your, your first impressions of this episode? Um, I think it was a, a fine episode. It wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't by any means my least favorite either. Right. Um, it was fun. I don't know if I was totally into the blacklister it, it itself right. as the longevity initiative, but huh? everything surrounding it, I was into the whole Tom story, yeah. Red story, Lizzie story, wrestler. Wrestler was a little odd for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> he was you, a little out of character. What, what do you what do you mean by that? I don't know. He was kind of like unpack that sweet. For me. To Lizzie a lot, oh, even yeah. when they were on the job. He goes, "You have a lot to celebrate," and a little little pat on the back there. Wrestler, he got a little high and mighty moves. when he was talking to Cooper. When Cooper, when he was shocked that Cooper said, "Let the billionaire guy yeah. go." Um, I don't know. I th- I think it's just I don't know. It was just a little odd. It feels to like me. An it didn't effort. feel like like his normal characterization. Well, it feels like an effort to sort of give 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 wrestlers some some depth because we've talked about for the last. You know, season and a half is just—he's been sort of one note. Yeah, you know. but instead, it came off to me as kind of cheesy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and okay. but and I love wrestler. I'm a big sure. wrestler fan. Yeah. It just didn't seem very organic to his character and his relationships that he has with the other characters. I think that I think, I think that we have to set him up as you know to fulfill my prediction of the love triangle. Yes. Yeah, the, lo- the love triangle. There it is. <laughs> to fulfill my prediction of the love triangle. The love diamond. The love diamond. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we have to sort of set him up as a sympathetic guy because it wasn't enough for him as a character to just be frowning and, and brooding and I did you know, love whatever. him in the last episode that we, we missed the show for. Yes. When he was over in Germany. Sure. Being super cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that wrestler. Because I am a cop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh so I mean I think, you know, I think I think they're just trying to give I mean for the audience sake, we need to give a wrestler because it's because what you want is to set up a, a situation where Lizzie has to choose between these two dream old guys, these two great guys, and you know, it's not much of a choice if wrestler is just a you know a one note a hole. Sure. No, know? I get it. I totally get what they're doing. I just don't think that it was written the right way for him. Okay. That's just me. Fair enough. But I understand completely what they're doing. I support what they're doing. Sure. Um so yes. I also enjoyed for this episode I enjoyed the theme of morality for yeah. everybody. I thought that was really interesting and right. and um and multi leveled. I really like Dembe's hat. Dembe. That was Sebastian. good flappy hat. Yeah. The flaps. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I love I like this episode too. Again, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, and I kind of am sticking to it. And you know, like I really enjoy. I'm finding myself enjoying the serialized elements of the of the team and the you know of the task force and uh, things around the task force more so than I do the blacklister of the week. Like it, it's great when the blacklister of the week is elevated to someone cool, and I think they save those for sweeps and, and sure. high ratings episodes. But like when the when the, when something like the Longevity Institute, which is kind of like yeah, ninety seven. Then 
good crank up the rest of the story. Like, give us more Cooper. Give us more. Well, I you think know. what what bothered me about this blacklister is that it was kind of all for nothing. I know that he needed to sure. get. We'll get into it in a moment, but yeah. he needed to secure the uh, uh, what's his name, Roger Hobbs. I get uh-huh. that, but the actual idea behind the entire blacklisters like this is the idea this is what they're doing the jellyfish the yeah. the the gino whatever yada yada uh-huh. doesn't work yeah well bye-bye okay yeah again like so like, that was a bummer for me well because it would have been really cool well i mean but i think we talked like this is kind of what i was saying i think i think these blacklisters serve as a mechanism to be able to advance the plot of the rest of the serialized show yes so sometimes the blacklister is a centerpiece and it's like oh the team's coming together to fight the blacklister or red has an adversary with this blacklister other times the blacklister exists solely to sort of, uh, you know, advance the plot. Like, this guy was there as a puzzle piece. Like, True. a lot of times these, 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 these guys are puzzle, it was a puzzle piece because he's connected to Hobbs, and Hobbs is going to somehow, Which you is, know, be connected to Lizzie and Red and someday, as Red he hinted at. He's also connected to Red because Red was hoping that his his research could do some memory extraction for Lizzie. So it just kind of helped sort of advance, advance the sure, sort of plot. Sure, I understand that. Right. I do. I mean, every blacklister is part of the puzzle piece. Sure. Very much, very much so. I need my homeland board. Well, let's just <laughs> the big white board. Uh, so let's let's jump into this. Uh, so you know the opening scene. We we, you know, we we saw the opening scene, which was you know, it, it, I didn't realize what was in there, but the the the, the heads. Well, the, you know, the guy got pulled over, and then his routine stop, and mm-hmm. you know, opened up the, the back, and it seemed okay. He lifted up the tarp, and of course, there was a bunch of brains, brains. <laughs> Brains. <laughs> it was very reminiscent of that scene in Hannibal. Very much Ray Liotta. Oh, Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta eating his own brains. Yeah, bah. getting his brains eaten. So bah. that was uh, so that happened, and um, you know that's that kind of like, and I do I do like the fact that they're really, um, I like we, we we've talked about this before, but I think that uh, Blacklist does a really good job with these opening sequences. So really, they're really trying to build something each episode, almost like the opening of a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. So you kind of know what to expect. It sort of sets this thing up with these sort of giant set pieces and this re- big reveal and then into credits. It's kind of, I think it's kind of cool. So brains to end that was was was, was, was cool. You know me, I like a little gore. Hey, give we, me some brains. I'll take it. We, we, some we, bloody we bloody brains. Um, so we we get into this. Gross. Uh, I'm gross. This doctor. <laughs> So we kind of see this whole thing with Dr. Powell. I want to start with Dr. Powell and Roger. We'll go back to, to, to Cooper. But um, we we see this whole thing with Dr. Powell. It's kind of revealed that he's conducting some sort of experiments. We don't know. And this jellyfish, weird jellyfish in the background. And it's kind of like uh, there, there's something sinister happening. But you know, it, it, it's weird because what the work he's doing is not so sinister. I guess it's just the method, the methodology is, is, is what's sinister, right? I mean, it's not so much that he's like this evil guy. Even even at the, even at the beginning, it's just we we don't know. It's just the methodology. He was definitely a sympathetic character, especially right. when we found out why he was doing everything sure. in the first place, and sure. and uh, his idea that he was trying to help. And what sort of life did these people have right. in the first place? I I, I could see where he, where he was going with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, we'll, we'll just stop that. But just we, so we saw him. We get to see like something's happening there. We're not sure. Then we go back and we we, we find out that it's Lizzie's birthday. She's the big three one, you know, which is which is you know one off a milestone. Mm-hmm. And I gotta I got say, Lizzie, like you know, thirty one years old, she's 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 doing a lot. You know, she said she thought she'd be so much more accomplished, and I was like, girl, you're pretty accomplished. Like, you're pretty accomplished. You're, you're, I think you're, you're doing okay. You're like leading a super ultra top secret uh, task force. You're very important to the U.S. government right now. And, and, and yeah, your your personal life may have gone to to pot, but yeah, cause you, live, you live in a hotel and you have no. 
No family. And no, where, where's that dog? And you have a dog that apparently you do not take care of. Where, where's the dog? Very upset about Does the dog. Does anyone out there in YouTube land or, or iTunes land know where the dog is? I haven't is? seen the dog since midway through season one. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it's But, so, yeah. So, it's Lizzie's birthday. And uh, uh, Red is a very cool, very cool sentimental thing when she brings her a bottle of wine made from uh, virgin vine. From grapes that from she grapes. had harvested with she her harvested. adopted daddy, Sam. Yes. Sam. That's a class act. That's, that's, a, that's a good gift. Aww. Yes. It's a super awe. And just in case, those were A 1982 Brunello. 1982 not too shabby. Brunello, not too shabby. So, so you know that, that the, good backup, yeah, solid, solid backup. These are these are little touches that we love about Red Reddington, um, and also again, you know, two gifts that let you know how much he cares about her and how much he's really into her. Which we're getting a lot of. It those also reveals. shows how far back he goes in her life. Sure, that she was a young child harvesting these scrapes with her dad. Right, her adopted dad. And I, and that somehow he was kind of there for it or was privy to it. And I know we're in 2015 now, but it's 1983. Was that the year she was born? I can't do that math. I just heard that 31 years ago. I mean, we're in 2015 now, but assuming this was shot in 2014. Oh, the 1983. 1983 or 1984? Huh? 83. Don't make me do math. I'm just saying that's why he got the 1983 because it's the year she was born. That's what I'm, that's what I'm guessing. He gave her an 82. Ah, <laughs> well then, forget it. <laughs> but never mind. But it was a I was onto something. It was yeah. a really I was really feeling. going there. You were. Ah. You were. All right. Well, oh. it doesn't make Red any less of a class act. It surely does not. Nineteen eighty two was a very good year for Brunello. Um. So we we uh, so that happens. Then we we kind of switch back to 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 Cooper. And like, like you know, I, I've been complaining this whole you know, Joe and I have been complaining a lot about give Harold Cooper more to do, and he's such a fine actor, and and they're giving him stuff. Like they're really, really seeing outside the office, you know, outside of barking orders. Last episode, we really gave him a lot to do. Oh yeah, you know, he, when he had to really confront Lizzie, and that was kind of cool. Then pass out. That was you know, I, I, I totally bought all that. And then this episode, it, he's he's doing this. It's a lot going on there because. Uh, he's this 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 trial this this clinical trial is working. Mm-hmm. The meds are working. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's ditching the cane. He's feeling top of the world. He's feeling fantastic. Spry. And then, and then but uh, but the, but the, but he gets called. He calls his doctor to let him know what's going on. And of course, the doc's like, yeah. Aging you out, buddy. Yeah, you're, you're kind of old. Or it's very possible yeah. we're going to age you out. Yeah, which which we find out is kind of be, you know. We're assuming. May or may not come from, which we assume, come we're from his, his friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I won't call him a frenemy because they're kind of friends, right? His they were friend, friends, but he's becoming a frenemy. But is he really an enemy, though? Because he's, he's just really just trying to, you know. Well, he's manipulating yeah. him. He's using his his mortality, which is another right. theme of this entire episode, to to guide him in any way that he wants him to go. But isn't this sort of like, just like, the sort of the the Beltway sort of Washington D.C. way of like you know how these you know, I mean presumably how these politicians sort of like make deals and sort of I would hope it's you know, not these major life or death situations like if right. you don't turn your attention away from this billionaire that is you know a good friend of ours then I'm going to let you die. Well, politics in general <laughs> is a sort of a you scratch my back I'll scratch yours. That I understand. And he, he, he kind of comes to Harold with, with under the pretense of like. You know, you're going to play ball, right? Like, just so you know, this guy is our guy. You know, this guy meaning uh, Dr. Powell. I'm sorry, Roger Hobbs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
to go back, and in case you didn't see the episode, which I'm sure you did, uh, you know, uh, Tom Conley, Roger Hobbs is is noticed to be involved in this in, in this investigation. Yes. Roger Hobbs is a billionaire who may or may not be funding Dr. Powell's research. Yes. And once uh, Tom Conley gets wind of this, he kind of goes to Harold Cooper and says, you know, Hobbs, the billionaire, yeah, he's kind of a he's kind That's of a friend. friend. Like we don't really want to like shake his tree too hard, right, Harold? Right, buddy? And Harold's like, you know. Justice is justice, and we'll do what we have to do, and I hope you're not saying that. And he's like, oh, you know, I wouldn't say anything like that, buddy. Next thing you know, clinical trials gone. <laughs> um, how shocked were you on this long line that, like, that, that Harold sort of compromised his integrity in, in a way? Because once, once his clinical trial was taken away, he then was started to lighten up on, well, I was, on Hobbs. Well, I was disappointed. Um, especially oh, coming well, off well, of... disappointed my mom. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not very mad. disappointed in you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> you really you let mad? me down. You really let me down this time. Right. Um, coming off of last week's episode uh-huh. where he got on his crazy high horse, and, and rightfully so, to Lizzie, and, you know, all the old crap she was pulling. Sure. Um, and, and perjuring himself and how he would never do something like that. And then now we have this episode, his first scene, same sort of thing. Like, I have a job to do. You wouldn't expect me to not do my job because you want, you want to pull a favor. Right. But then there's death staring at him. Yeah. And so he, uh, he sort of flips a little bit on that. And I was like, ah, come on. You know what they're doing, but I also get it. Right. I mean, does it make... He has everything to lose. I mean, does it make Cooper, in your opinion, less sympathetic? Not at all. Okay. Does, does it makes it, him more human. Okay, yeah, it does. I, I agree. It's just, it's just one I of those I was disappointed, things. but I right. understood it. Right. I do like that they're sort of getting in that gray area. Because, again, with Harold Cooper, it's been a lot of, you know, I'm this guy. I'm the top cop. Get on it. Check those check those files. Go canvas yeah. that uh, scene, whatever it is. And so he's been a very black and white character, right? And so now there's there's definitely some gray here. Like there's some I, shades I, of so, gray. So I've been you know been banging for for Harold Cooper for something more for him to do. And looks like they've given given yeah. him something. Which no, is no, I'm happy. Okay, and I like to see him outside of the office. Yes, see a little you know, home life. Was, 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 was Kicking his heels without a cane. Who I still think is not going to make it. I'm still with you on that. <laughs> I, mean, I am. Poor Mrs. Cooper. God Charlene. love her. Charlene is not gonna make it. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know why. Charlene Cooper is not gonna make it. I'm just. I'm, I'm sticking to that. I'm just, sticking with you. I'm not rooting for it, but I'm. Just, I'm, I'm sticking with it. Something. <laughs> something's weird about that. About that Charlene situation. All right. So. Um, so you know. So so they begin the investigation uh, on 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 Doctor Powell. I just want to get through this. I also like just real fast go to ahead, finish with the Cooper Connolly thing. Yeah. Um, at the very end, their last scene together when he's all dressed up in his tux. Yeah. And he goes, you know, I uh, I wasn't implying anything after everything is said and done. You I know, I, I had nothing to do with that. And because of course he did, and of course Cooper knows that he did, but he knows that Cooper. Yeah. Uh, compromised his morality there. And so now it's kind of a standoff, kind of an understanding. And um, I I do like what they're doing there. And I'm very interested to see how far this goes. I do love the Tom Conley character. I I I love it. too. I love the Tom Conley character. He's smarmy. He's super smarmy. And he's super, like, he has this way of, yeah, it's it's the whole plausible deniability. Mm -hmm. This guy who sort of, like, Lives between almost like a like a like a red Reddington in a way, a like political bit. red Reddington who sort of like sort of lives between the margins, sort of flies over there. I mean, we saw him in in, in last week's episode at the Tom, in the Tom Keen episode go directly at the judge. Like, look, here's what's going to happen, and da 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 da. And then after that, he went back to his mode. It's like, what about Tom Keen? 
I don't know who Tom Keene is. He's exactly <laughs> like Red Reddington, a political yeah. Red Reddington, considering what Red pulled this episode on in in making Roger Hobbs owe him right. in the future. He did the same thing to Harold, making Harold owe him I in the ask future. You, do you think? Ask me. Do you think? I wonder. Do you think that uh, that that our boy Tom Conley is and will be maybe ultimately some sort of blacklister? It's possible. Do you think that he's like somehow like involved? Like like when when they finally open up the fulcrum, there'll be a picture of Tom Conley. <laughs> <laughs> like yo, like no. Not you, <laughs> Godly. Um, I, th- yeah. I think that there is a potential for him to be on the blacklist. Okay. Um, I don't know if he is the blacklister, but like he's, he's very much inserted he's, in the I situation like without anything, being a bad guy. He's such a like political ladder climber, right? And I really feel he's out for himself more than anything, right? And I don't think he's part of like the super secret international. Little meeting group. I just wonder. Sewing circle. I just wonder, you know, out loud if his character exists to sort of like be the sort of morality check for for Harold Cooper through this through these trying times, or does this character exist to sort of be something more in the larger picture? Although he did seem pretty in the dark about the task force last episode. Mm-hmm. He seemed to be like whatever it is, it's you know national security and it's what it is. And uh, I don't know. It's interesting, but I, I just I, I, I like Tom Conley. And didn't he? I could be making this up. Internet, you will tell me. Yes. Didn't he say that Red Reddington was very important? Yeah. So. He, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, how can Red Reddington not be very important? Like, he knows, everyone knows who Red Reddington is. They know he's working for Red in some capacity. He's already called Harold out on that. But if he was a blacklister, wouldn't he be working to get Red Reddington taken down? Possibly. I mean, can I ask you, what happened with, um. Ask me. Uh, 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 David Strathairn. Is he just still, is he just not back yet? Or is he? Who? Uh, the director. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I can't, but he's just like dipped out, right? He's, he's not like. He'll come back. Okay. I'm assuming the director will be back. Yeah. All right. We got, cause he's, he's very tied into the whole fulcrum thing and that's. Sure. We have five episodes left, I think, right? Sure. So I think he will, he will make many, many. Bold appearances. Okay, hopefully he's in them for the home stretch. All right, so um, so uh, to Powell and Hobbs, so they, they continue to investigate Dr. Powell. Um, they sort of find, we, we see this real, very creepy scene with him testing out his theory on another, you know, sorry, another <laughs> brainless, uh, headless, brain exposed, exposed lady. Bloody brain. Like screaming at her, like, what is your name? Is that, mm, is that what yeah, that's yeah. what he was saying. And then she goes into an awful seizure oh, and dies. Poor lady. And this just wasn't working. So uh, we, we we find out, you know, let me just get, get through this whole thing with, with Dr. Powell because there's more stuff to talk about. It, Dr. Powell is not actually, it, it, it is presumed that he has the key to uh, eternal life. We find this out from a wonderful appearance by our guy, what's his name? Mm, Marshall Flinkman. Yeah, Marshall uh, Kevin Weissman. Kevin Weissman. Love this guy. Mar- Marshall Phineas. I, I He's the new, he, yeah, he's a new FBI coroner, Dr. Jeffrey Maynard. Yeah, he turns up. I love this yeah, guy. Was, Marshall's great. He's what? <laughs> he, he turns up in a show and it's like, it makes you happy. It does make you happy. Yeah, I like, I like this guy. So, uh, but I he, hope to see a little bit more of him. Yeah, so we, so we get that whole bit of exposition about the, the glowing bunny and the jellyfish and the thing. I have no idea whatsoever if that science is true. The trans 
pathogenic research. Uh, my my yeah, my marine biology, my my like marine biology, you know, vis-a-vis you know, g- genome technology is like not I have bar. been to the Monterey Aquarium and seen the jellyfish. Okay. But that is there in fact a jellyfish that does not die? Does that exist? I don't know. I mean, I guess I wish there was a device that could somehow tell me. <laughs> I wish we lived in a time. I wish I could just have all the information in all the world at right at my fingertips. At my phone. But I don't know. But I, yeah, so I, I will Google that later. I'm sure that you guys will tell us on YouTube. But like, it, tell it, us. I'm not sure if that's really a thing, but that's you know, the jellyfish that lives forever. But the science of being able to take that. You know, you splice that with human DNA, like cell, and reversal. cell reversal, is this a thing? and then be able to regenerate. Well, apparently it's not a thing because it didn't work. Oh, that's true. You know? <laughs> and which is what we find but out. It's true is, for the jellyfish. Um, we find out that you know Roger, uh, Roger Hobbs is funding Dr. Powell because he likes the idea of wanting to live forever, and he's funding this research. And he sort of says that I have no, you know, no idea how this. You know how he's doing this, but you know I just I funded the research. I didn't know that he'd take it this far, um, and it turns out that the science is actually not working at all. In fact, the science is actually false. He knows the science is false. What he's really doing is trying to restore uh, the memory and then sort of the, the brain cells of his wife, whom which he um, was responsible for her being sort of a, a vegetable incoherent. Due to um, falling, falling asleep, asleep the wheel, at the wheel, which is sad, very seven pounds. It was so sad when we saw the apartment that they shared and everything had been untouched since April two thousand five. That was that was a bummer. It's a bummer summer, man. Bummer summer. Or bummer spring because it was April. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> never mind. Wow. So, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Right, so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, yeah, that one's very sad, and I think you know. I don't know. Like, do you, do, you, do you see seven pounds, Will Smith? All right, never mind. I think I know the gist of it, though. Spoiler alert. Right? He had, sorry. He, yeah. he, he was the recipient of many organs, right? Yeah. From he, organ donors. He, well, it doesn't matter. I want to kind of spoil it. All right, whatever. It's not a good movie anyway. So it sucks. Go watch it for yourself. See it. But it's very seven pounds. Oh, all the way down to the jellyfish, which is in seven pounds as well. Anyway. <laughs> I, I digress. Uh, so yeah, so so it's kind of like it, he comes this, from this sinister blacklister to this very sort of bittersweet uh, story, and uh, an almost an almost sympathetic character, even though he's gone through. He was a sympathetic character. Well, I thought he's blown he's, through you know, countless killing people. He's yeah, countless uh, brain dead and, and mentally. D- but he was people. a desperate character, sure. And he came from a place of love sure. again. What makes the world go round? Sure. Um, so getting back to the guy who funded him. This mysterious Roger Hobbs, who have we heard his name before? Because I read in Entertainment Weekly, we may or may not have heard his name before. I don't remember hearing his name before, like floated around somewhere. I mean, but if he's such a high-profile billionaire, he's like a Steve Jobs. Right. Of course, you you know the name. Yeah, but I mean, just like, I mean, like in, a tech guy. But I mean, in, the, in the blacklist universe, that's time, what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, so maybe that's um, what I mean. Okay, in the blacklist world, All right? And so, so, so maybe we, I don't know if we've heard his name before, but uh, it turns out Red Reddington knows him and is working with him. And or he's called Red in to sort of take care of the situation because he did not know how bad it got. My question for you is: Do you believe him? Do you think he knew how bad it got? Sure, I do. So you so you don't think he was like, I don't know. This guy was doing research. Next thing you know, people are dead. Sure, I do. Okay, so so I'm I I don't think to be as an uh, to be such a successful businessman, you would you think you would want to know. Where every penny is going. Right. Would you characterize Hobbes uh, as a good guy or a bad guy or just another, like a, like a Tom Conley, like a, just kind of a, you know, 
a gray guy. Great, great, a bad. Great, a bad. Okay. Great, a bad. bad. And obviously, Red Reddington alluded that he's an because, asset. So yeah, and if he's funding something like this, who knows what else he's funding? Right. Very yeah. true. Very true. And he's a billionaire. I, I love this just culturally. Yeah, money for days. Culturally, how you know we've we've turned to you know back in the James Bond days of the sixties, it was a bunch of Cold War villains and scientists. In the eighties, it was these other kind of. I mean, like in this Cold War in eighties too. But like now, everything's sort of. These tech billionaires are the guys who are, you know, who who are always the, the sort of the villain or the guy. It's like there's there's so many. Um, well, they have limitless resources. Yes, but there's uh, that, that archetype of the tech, the, the Silicon Valley billionaire has become the the the, the, the best villain in like every in every movie from Bond to in, in pop culture can become the villain du jour in the in the 2010s. Yeah, that's true. So, Good point. Kind of cool. Interesting. So yeah. So Roger Hobbs. We'll see. Um, we will certainly be seeing we'll it again. This is without again. a doubt. Um, so yeah, so that so so uh, so Ho- so Hobbs asks Red asks Red to take care of the situation. Red goes and meets Doctor Powell to take care of the situation, but in fact, he's really going to get his own. He has his own interest in the science, yep. which is he wants to see if your science works. Because uh, could you retrieve it, memory? Yeah, from a Lizzie Keen, one Lizzie Keen. Right. Well, he never said Lizzie King. Yes. We're just assuming that it's Lizzie King. I have this friend mm-hmm. who may want to extract some memory from his other friend. She has a memory that was literally <laughs> stolen for from yes. her when she was a child. It's, right. I'm assuming it's Lizzie King. Yeah. So, uh, and he is very, you know, said it doesn't work, and then he goes in there and sort of like does the do. And I just, I'm, I'm pretty surprised that Red Reddington, being the super spy that he is, allowed him to go and open a drawer and pull out a gun. Like it was Dimby there too? Dimbe? Was it just Dimbe in his slappy hat? It just it just shocks me that that would like those guys are on well, it. Well, he seemed shocked. Yeah. When he shot himself, sure. Um, it was. Pre- I mean, I don't know. I just think it was pretty inconspicuous. The idea of him walking up to the drawer and pulling out a gun on Red Reddington, it feels like, even though it was very. Quick, I don't think he really but, saw the gun because he was in yeah. front of the drawer. I feel like that. Well, anyway, I just feel like that Red would have had his gun drawn, but. But anyway, I don't know. I don't guess. Uh, all right, so so poor Doctor Powell. That happens. That that is all tied up. Um, uh, um, Red then later sort of tells Lizzie that Doctor Powell. I mean that uh, Roger Hobbs may be an asset down the road. That was which, kind of a cool scene. I like that scene where she was yelling at him and goes, "I'd be happy to talk to you if you." But not at this volume, or whatever he said. Yes. Phrasing. I was like, the, the, I love you, Red. This is the Red I love. And that was another good Red monologue. Mm-hmm. That was one of those good, good, good old fashioned Red monologues where he sort of talks about maybe, you know, where was that? Was that in this episode where he, t- he does that thing, or was that in? No, no, I don't think he didn't really episode? have a good. He didn't really have that good of a okay, monologue maybe this time. The two episodes together. The Tom yeah, you watched episode, them back to back. I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But this is this is the episode where he did say a dark cloud is coming yes. that you can't even see, and Roger Hobbs will be a friend. Right. Like, okay. We need him. Okay. He did say that. All right. Well, before we get into the whole Tom Keen, Jacob Phelps, major, like, uh, you know, neo-Nazis, neo-Nazis coming to get him, torture, blood angel situation, I want to just eagle. take eagle, blood eagle. <laughs> Sorry. Blood Angel Hannibal. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the yeah. Blood Eagle situation. I need to, uh, like, 
can you give me your definitive theory on that? Now, at this point where we are right this very second, season two, episode 17, like there's no Joe Sanfilippo and Nando to sit here and yell in our face. He's the father. Rucka, rucka, rucka. No stab, stab today. No stab, stab. Hashtag stab, stab, this is Nando. Just, just, just me and you. Like, you know, who who really believe that Red is not the father. Yeah. But given these last two episodes and given sort of like the flashbacks that we've had, the photos that we've had, and and Red sort of coming out and saying, like, there's someone protecting someone, which oh, it was last week. That was last right? week. Yeah. yeah. When he did the whole, like, you know. The college girl. Exactly. And, yeah. And what it's, it's like slow. to protect someone. Like, what is your what is your official theory to this point on the relationship of Red Reddington to Liz, Elizabeth Keene? The only thing I can officially say is that I still truly believe that he is not the father, okay. her father. I'm sticking by that. If that's the case, and I believe that too, I'm sticking by that. Yellow blouse, so be damned. So I'm wondering, yeah. going off of that big monologue from last week, uh-huh. the reason that Lizzie was paying for the girl's college and everything was because she was responsible for the murder of that girl's father, the harbor master. Yep. Perhaps... Uh, Red was responsible for the murder or death uh-huh. of her father. Uh-huh. So you're drawing that straight line across. I don't know. I mean, it was pretty parallel okay. with the way he was talking about it. Right. Obviously, I could be extremely wrong. I'm not 100% sticking to this, but I, I, I feel like we've skirted around that yeah. theory a lot in the last season and a half. And I mean, it would make sense. I think I mean, we're, 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 we're in prediction territory, but I I believe that to be totally true, I, I'm asking. We didn't talk about this at all. Nope. But but I, I I'm totally with that. I'm now convinced that Red and uh, Lizzie's father, real father, were partners. Mm-hmm. You know, really close, working together. And through some twisted turn of events, like Red had to. Well, this this all goes into my my major prediction of the day. Yes. I don't know if we're doing that. No, now. we're not doing it now. Okay. But, 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 so, let me just let me just say. Okay. Like, okay. I'm just saying my thing. I, I think that like somehow, you know, Red had something to do with the thing, and then so Red feels the obligation, and that why that's why that that uh, Lizzie's actions from last week in the Tom Keen episode and Red's speech. There's a direct analog between like the, the you know. What 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 Lizzie was doing and what Tom I'm sorry what what Red was saying yes and I think that 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 is the biggest clue to everything as opposed to because there is no like you're my daughter this is why I love you I, I think it's I think it's there there's some you know we we get a sense of Red's loyalty extreme loyalty and also also an extreme sense of responsibility for for, for the well being of Elizabeth Keene but not because it's his biological daughter which would be lame. And stupid Joe so Flippo and Mando Velasquez. A-holes. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Uh, kinda. Okay. So <laughs> let's not bury the lead. We should let, Let's get into the whole Tom Keen, or should I say Jacob Phelps. Or shall you say. <laughs> or shall I say Jacob Phelps situation. So, th- I mean, this is a little wonky for me a little, in, a little, in some ways because it, it's kind of it – kinda, it, it, it is a few questions here that I need to I need to answer that I, I didn't really – Okay. I don't so, know why I can answer them for you because I have questions as well here. Okay, so let's go through Tom Keen. So okay. Tom Keen in Germany burned. Red Reddington comes out, <laughs> burns them, like shoots shoots out shoots up all the, the whole neo Nazi gang. To which we, save, we both thought everybody was dead. I thought everyone was dead. But but save, Especially save the leader. Elias. 
Elias. Well, Elias. I thought Elias got, but apparently Elias got out. I need to watch it again because I, I, well, I could have sworn he got, he got shot. Well, obviously. My man shows up in New York, so. I could have sworn. I could have sworn. Anyway. So, so they, they all make it out. So Elias makes it out and then and the guy makes it out and they get a couple other thugs. And, uh, so Tom King comes back. He's burned. He's on the run. He's looking around. He calls, he, he calls, uh, the major. To sort of like bring well, him in. No, he calls Lizzie first to wish her happy birthday. Of course. Well, you know, have fun at the Chinese food restaurant. First things first. Before before I make my final escape, <laughs> yeah. happy birthday, baby. Exactly. Before you, let me uh, have fun at our Chinese food restaurant. Get your priorities straight. <laughs> like I, I'm completely. I on really the need to get in this car, but um, I, I know what today here. is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta go. My, my handler's here. Hang on one second, yeah. major. Can you hold on? Happy birthday, Lizzie. Hey, I know what today is. Uh, have fun tonight, okay? <laughs> There's a like, get in the car. Make a good wish, will you? Yeah. So, uh, so Lance Hendrickson, the major, uh, he comes in from the cold. He picks him up, uh, and that, which was I, which I thought was a really kind of very very good scene between those guys. Oh yeah, that's sort fun. Of the whole like, okay, what's my, what am I doing now? Da, 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 and he kind of gives the whole like very very like Italian mafioso like the whole move of like. Don't worry, you're fine. We're gonna go down to this airport over here. Yeah. You're gonna get right on that plane. We're gonna get you all out out of here. He's like. There's no plane, is there? <laughs> like, no, there's no plane. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like, I don't know. That's, that's how, that's how like, those guys whack you every time. It's like, hey, buddy, <laughs> we're gonna time. go, we're gonna go, we're gonna have some, uh, some, some sauce over here, we're gonna talk to Vito, we're gonna do this other thing. Whack, 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 whack. <laughs> every time. I get to, you know. Uh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, so, but the, so they did one of those moves, and finally Tom's like, wait a second. And, uh, but that, that reveal of like, dude, you, you effed up, you fell in love, and Tom's sort of pleading, you know, look, you know, I've, I'm, you raised me, like, I'm your I'm not guy. just an operative. Yeah, like, I'm your son, essentially, yeah. is what he's saying. And I, I thought that exchange was really great. And I love that I warned you about that girl, and now that girl has cost you your life. Right. Roll down the window. Yes. Ah! Yes. Awesome! Yeah, that was, uh. Lovely. But of course, uh, there was a car crash. And there were some neo Nazis, and there was some gunplay, and uh, in that I never understand. This is just I'm not. This is not me talking ish about the blacklist or any other show because I love this. But like, why doesn't why doesn't Lance pull the trigger right then and there? Like, like he has a gun pulled when 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 the when the Cause, hey bro, they got to talk it through, talk it out. When the when the ish is hitting the fan and the car is crashing into the car and the gunfire is starting, why is Lance not like? Bam, Tom Keen. First things first. Boom, you're dead. Now let's see who's out here. He doesn't. I don't know. He's like got the gun and said, "What's what's this crash? What's happening? I'm captured." Anyway, maybe the gun was thrown from anyway. his hand in the crash. I'm just being. Yeah, I'm so, just trying to help. So anyway, so that happens, and they they, they take they take them both captive. Uh, they mean the neo Nazi guys who we thought were all dead, who apparently are not dead. Shocker. Who come back. <laughs> And who have found them? Found them easily, and not, and not only not only found them, like not only found Tom Keen, but found me. I guess presumably they've been following Tom Keen, even though he thought he was pretty like ah, scot free. All right, so they find them. You know, they find them. They tracked him out of Dresden. Okay, they tracked him out of Dresden. Found them. Found him in the car. Found him at the exact moment. Got them both. Took him out and want to know what's your involvement with Reddington. They want to know everything. They, you know. Uh, start the process, start the, start the torture process. Tom's not going to talk no matter what, even when they start to do the, the, the blood, blood eagle. eagle. So what's the blood eagle? They cut you down the spine and then they pull, they pull out, out your, your lungs through no, your... I thought that was your rib cage. Your lungs through your rib cage. Because then they could see, because you could see your lungs. Oh, anyway. If you can see me, I'm doing this. Yes. And that's, that's bloody right. lungs, apparently. 
It's awful. But they, they did the look of the cut, which, which seems awful. <laughs> seemed painful. Uh, to which Tom says, that's a cute story. Yeah. Tom, Tom He's tough. Until they pull out the ultrasound. Now, the what's going on with this ultrasound? Ultrasound. Is it the old ultrasound? Okay, first of all. Okay. I'm, I'm totally confused because the ultrasound. I don't remember Lizzie ever being pregnant. They were going to adopt right. a baby. But if they were to adopt a baby and even have that ultrasound, it has the patient's name on there. It doesn't right. have the soon to be maybe hopefully adoptive parent's name. Sure. This printed off of the, the ultrasound machine said Keen, comma, Elizabeth. Right. Just saying. I don't know. But Again. she was drinking a lot of wine. Yes. At the end of this episode. So who knows? Uh, Help us out, YouTube, on this Please. one. Please. I'm not sure what happened there. But he pulls out the ultrasound. Does that mean she's pregnant now? Is it the old thing? And da, da, da. Who knows? Oh, I didn't anyway. look for a date yeah. on that sonogram. So um, they pull it out. And Tom, of course, who's in love with Lizzie, is like, wait. Like, I don't want to, you know, like, I'll don't hurt Lizzie. I'll tell you everything you need to know. Lance Henderson, the major, goes nuts. Like, you know, don't you, I'll, you know, you, you. Bloody eagle you myself. Yes, I'll, I'll bloody eagle you myself. Like he says, you need me alive. He cuts him loose, which is fine. He also, wait, before though, that he cuts him loose. Right. The big thing, Tom throws out Sarah Hastings. Yes. And I don't remember a Sarah Hastings. Well, I think this was part of the mission, which is why he was there in, in, in Dresden. Well, he said, uh, she was murdered by someone in your German drug dealing Nazi right. group, and I, I was sent to find out who. Is there? Is, is there a? Call I'm just back wondering to? if there's if there's more to it than just that. Okay. I don't know. It just there seemed very specific to me. It seemed it did seem very specific. Uh, so he does that. Lets him go. What I'm trying to figure out though is they let Tom King go. Why the freaking f the f? <laughs> Pants. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> well, why, why? Why do they let, do they let the major go? Do not know. I, I do not know. I, and you, you can go too. Let Tom go first. Like, I do not know. He's gone. Of course, he's like. Bruh, bruh, bruh. And I thought at least maybe Tom would kill the major since he was just about to kill him. Yeah, he says. Remember that girl who you said was costing me my life. I, th- I thought he was going to say, well, he cost you yeah, yours. I Damn. The same thing. But he's like, she just saved mine. I'll see you later. Let's meet you for tea later. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> what happened there? I don't know. Okay. So that, that's, that's a, so anyway, so that, so he's gone. Tom's out, you know, in the wind, going to, to burning his passport. Burning his passport, doing whatever. The major is now after Tom. The neo Nazis are presumably running Tom. And Tom is back on the lam in the wind again, going to warn Lizzie Keene. About that, how much she's in danger. He had nowhere else to go. He goes to the to the motel um, and meets her there. He's going to warn her. I don't know what he what he had nowhere else to go. He said he had nowhere to go. I don't think that had anything to do with her safety. Well, he just kind of he he, he prom- well he I guess he assured her safety by by saying she's an FBI agent. Right. Don't don't mess with her and let I'll me help go. you if you promise not to touch her. Right. They let him go because they need him alive to... And they don't want the FBI breathing down their backs. Fine. Okay, but Lance Hendrickson, I don't know why he's still alive. I don't know. I don't know. The major, but he made a call. He made a call to some other super... I don't care what it costs. Yes. Get rid of 
Jacob. Jacob Phelps. Jacob Phelps. So I don't know. I don't care how wonky it is. It's all cool. Because that means the major is going to have some assassins coming after Tom Keen. Tom Keen's going to have to go all badass. Totally. All born identity. I'm cool with that. On, on some assassins. I'm cool Love with it. that. Cool with Lizzie's going to be saving Lizzie. Red's going to come in. Red isn't like Tom. Like, this is all good. Oh, yeah. Zogger Red is not going to be happy about yeah. this. So, I, so this, uh, who cares how wonky it was? I didn't see previews we for next there. week. Did oh, yeah. you? I did. Oh, Red's not happy about. He's this not happy because I think he's going to be real pissed. I'll just say Red's not happy about Tom Keen bumping around and Lizzie like shrugging her shoulders. There's also there may or may not be some sort of romantic interlude <gasps> in the previews. <gasps> which, 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 yes, really. Yes. Now you're at between Red and Kenneth. It's a bummer. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get these predictions out of the way. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, what's your prediction? Right. To, you're the only one here. I have to go to you first. It's a little lofty. All right, let's hear it. Um, and it, I can't really back it up, back it up completely yet. Yes. But, and I can't take all the credit for it. But I think that the number one blacklister Uh-oh. is Lizzie Keene. If this is all one big puzzle piece, uh-huh. it all roads lead to Lizzie and what she knows and trying to extract that memory oh. and who she is. Well, I'll be GD. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love that. That's a good one. That might be true. Okay, I like that. I think she may be like number. She's probably top. Okay, I like that theory. Uh, I'm gonna go back and just extrapolate what I was saying earlier. I just think that somehow Lizzie's dad and Tom are. I wonder if Lizzie's real dad is. I think that I, I, I think Lizzie's real dad may still be alive. Maybe I would I, not be surprised. My, my, my weird prediction this is we're going out here predictions. I think Lizzie's dad, uh, man to be cast later as a big casting coup. It will be someone It'll like be someone awesome. Yeah, I don't know, someone big. And um, Lizzie's dad's still alive. Uh, Red thinks that he's dead. Red thinks that he killed him or had to kill him. Or I had love to get this him prediction. He, Red thinks that so Red, Red says, all these years have been has been like trying to help his old partner take care of his daughter to find the information that his dead partner blah 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 blah, and then only to be revealed that the guy is still alive, and that's that. Totally, I'm with you. Oh, man, I love that one. I hope I'm right about that. I hope I'm right about mine. Perhaps we should sit down and combine our predictions and come up with one like major prediction and blow Nando and Flippo out of the water. Yeah, they're already blowing the water. That was fun, Julia. Me that and was you. fun. Like, it was a lovely k- date, k- Brad. Old school. Nice date. Uh, thank you uh, for joining us. You can check out Joe Sanflippo at josephsanflippo.com and on Instagram and Twitter at Joe. Flippo.com. Check out Nando Velasquez at Nando on Twitter and Instagram at NandoVel.com. And for you, Julia? Uh, with my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y on both Twitter and on Instagram. And me, Joe Braswell at Joe K. Braswell on Twitter and Instagram. And here in After Buzz on the Bates Motel and I think Mad Men coming up. And our sister network, VHL for Geek Nerd Tech. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.